0: Body and welcome to the Sunny Sixteen podcast. This is show one four one, and there's a little voice in the back of my head that says that that's the highest score you can get out in three darts with. Uh, please correct me if I'm wrong, listeners, um, uh, and if all our listeners know what darts is. If you don't, well, uh, it's, it's a British game. You play it in pubs, at least you used to, um, because nothing works, uh, nothing mixes quite so well as booze and sharp throwing things. <laughs> anyway oh hello there's one of my co-hosts hi Rach how are you doing
1: hello just chuckling away in the background yeah um I always quite enjoyed watching uh watching some darts but I have to say I, I never really took in the the um uh you know the sort of adding the numbers up part of it just the throwing things I think was what appeals
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the beer so. okay fair enough uh, yeah and are you well
1: no, still still struggling, and and what have you. Maybe by Thursday, by the time this comes out, I might have uh, might have actually managed to get over this annoying cough. But um, I was hovering over the mute button yesterday um, when Graham and I recorded backing paper for this week. So uh, yeah. Uh, I have a tendency still to burst out into fits of coughing and things. So I'll see how things go. Um, I may have to delegate to you guys to carry on talking, um, depending on how things are, but, uh, I have my, my cup of tea, which unfortunately set us back by uh, a few extra minutes because I don't have an electric kettle and I keep getting told off about this by YouTube. <laughs> uh, we have one that goes on the gas ring on the hob, um, which, um, myself and Adam, uh, really love, but, uh, obviously doesn't work quite as quick. So, as as an electric one so um, yeah so that's why it took me a little bit a little bit longer but i'm here now here now have my tea hopefully that'll
0: help soothe the throat excellent well glad 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 to hear from you and of course if you do have any difficulties at any time our other co-host is a bit of a motor mouth how you doing
2: (laughs) you cannot possibly mean me you know my um stepdad he used to have god i would say dozens of darts trophies from his clearly very misspent youth and I just remember them occupying a large amount of space in what was a very small cottage up in North Wales where I grew up mm-hmm. um so yeah that is about the entirety of my knowledge of darts is that uh, they used to do a lot of darting, a lot of the arrows as they call it so um
1: oh yeah. they were always hung on the back of a door weren't they like a bedroom door and so you'd have to, if you opened up the door you were kind of basically taking your life in your hands opening up the door <laughs> with the dartboard on the back of it as somebody's throwing darts at your face pretty much
0: These uh, a favorite though and I, I know people also have them above the stairs you know so you can stand on the landing at the top of the stairs <laughs> yeah. and uh, you know that high bit they just hang them on the high wall how you get them back again i never figured <laughs> out though it's just like you have to be 10 feet tall to get your darts back but there you go Maybe, maybe the people that I knew that had that didn't use their dartboard very often, or I had a stick or something, <laughs> or uh, a, or some still.
2: a magnet on the end. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes. Anyway, well, there you go. There's our usual coherent start to the show. <laughs>
2: on analog um, photography <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah well darts is an analog sport isn't it it's is true it's an analog sport. yeah definitely an analog sport so uh uh, uh all right let's, let's 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 start properly then shall we because i think uh, there's just the three of us this week and uh we don't have any guests but we do have uh some inspiration for our conversation this week uh which uh, graham will now share with us i believe Please.
2: Yeah, I will do because we we said after Christmas we did a show just the three of us after Christmas and it was very nice and, and people a few people maybe it was only one person I can't remember now said it's quite nice just the three of you being on a show every now and again so we said oh we'll try and do one of these a month so here we are third month in <laughs> <during> <laughs> yeah
1: the we missed February <laughs>
2: yeah well look you know keep them up more um. And we had this email come in, uh, I think it was literally this morning. Um, and normally we don't do emails on the main show, but this one, it kind of caught my attention. One, because it was following on from the chat that Aid and I had last week with Anil and Stephen about uh, cameras. And two, uh, it also falls on from a conversation that we've all been having mm-hmm. in our backroom chat about Aid and his camera. So, oh, this is great. Um, this is an email from Alistair Dougal. Uh, I'm going to preface this by saying that... Uh, Alistair's from Australia, so there's an inherent level of tact and diplomacy that's obviously built into this email. So just, you know, if you're of a sensitive <laughs> nature, block your ears now. It will be edited as I go along. <laughs> um, hi, Graham and Aid. Where was Rachel? If we had heard docile tones online, I'm sure the show would have remained auto-focused, and she would have pointed out the bleeding obvious, that it's the actions of some that are screwing the used camera marketplace. Regardless of the alleged altruistic reasons for the purchase of cameras by the box load, the reality is that the market has been ruined by such selfish acts. The effect is subtle, much like this email, but affects all <laughs> photographers by actually restricting the supporting infrastructure. They only shoot a set number of roles and by holding a large collection of cameras, they restrict sales by the companies making photographic film and darkroom chemicals and the like. That growth stops other companies uh, stating and maintaining their production lines, as in tetanol and the ripple-down effect. Yes, it is all very well to hope for the rise of the film camera manufacturers, but this will only occur if there is a genuine market that is not the result of stockpiling by greedy individuals. I don't mind people making money out of buying and selling cameras, but we have enough problems with the non-film photographer buying a camera as a handbag accessory to deal with, so bleep, stockpiling cameras and not using them, and then boasting about it is just plain bad news for film photography as a whole. Well, I guess I may be off a few people's Christmas card list, <laughs> but I would rather be the social pariah with a healthy theme, healthy film photography than one claiming to support the industry and just screwing it over. Thanks for a great show. And for once, we had something controversial to think about. Uh, Alistair Dougal. P.S. <laughs> as to my surname, Rachel can call me Dougal, and that is fine <laughs> by me. For the record, though, it is Dougal, as uh, oh. Dougal the dog
1: I'm so sorry I've got that so wrong (laughs) oh Alistair I really am sorry and actually before you started reading the email I was going I was going to ask actually Graham do we have confirmation on how we pronounce the surname and now we do so um I mean um, it'll always be Dougal to me I'm afraid
2: we had confirmation from the moment we looked at how (laughs) Dougal was spelled I don't know how you ever arrived at Dougal but oh you shush you you shush (laughs) Um, ah. so, so yeah, yeah I thought... actually,
1: Yeah, sorry. Um, I was just thinking after our conversation last night, um, Graham, for backing paper. I kind of raised that. Actually, it was quite funny listening to to Alice's email. Then, um, you know, with me with what I was saying on on that about the fact that actually, if these cameras have been bought uh, when they've been bought in the '90s or what have you, then that's the point where the money's going back into the industry. Anything after that it's private sale isn't it really so it's not necessarily supporting the film photography industry as a whole uh, because it's just going to um, private private sellers uh, or buyers so I think that's where the difficulty lies is that actually is that continuing to support it or not and I don't know that it is
2: it's a complicated thing so last week i at one point annal was talking about how he goes into every charity mm. shop and demands cameras with menaces and um <laughs> uh, and i i say well look you know you're hoarding all these cameras and then no one can get them uh, yeah. and aid aid was just waiting <laughs> i yeah. i heard the indoor of breath but thankfully <laughs> somebody else moved the conversation on before aid quite accurately pointed out i also have a couple of cameras kicking around so um
1: yeah, you yeah, have yeah. a couple of contacts T 2s kicking around.
2: <laughs> sadly not, sadly oh. not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I feel like there was a, a, an avenue you may have wanted to go down last week with the regard, with regards to uh, the quantities of cameras that certain other co hosts may have aid. Well, it's not
0: just co I mean, yeah, clear, clearly the, 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 that email it, you know, it, is, is aimed squarely at Anil from last week, so <laughs> no, that's fine. Um. Yeah, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, I, I. know. Anil loves the cut and thrust of of high energy debate about analog photography. Um. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm sure he will uh, indulge. But. It, it, yeah, I, I don't know it's uh, yeah so I, I mean I was going to say yeah well uh, I mean, it wasn't that I was against you holding all those cameras it's you said something absolutely ludicrous <laughs> that I felt, that I, needed like call, that I, felt <laughs> I needed to call you out on. I just, honestly what did he say ma-
1: what did I miss sorry
0: oh it, 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 I can't remember and it, and d- does it matter um, <laughs> but it was something it was something about uh you know not need, you know oh you shouldn't do that or something like it was, it was, just, it was just standard Graham telling people how to behave um, and pop calling kettle black in the extreme. I mean, yeah, you know, it's it's <laughs> <Standard> um, practice, <laughs> it's, it's, it, it, yeah, it's weekly fodder. Um, but except that last week, <laughs> even for you, it was a little extreme, but <laughs> but it wasn't offensive in any way, so you know. But you know, it's that's a really good point, though, Rachel. You make about that actually, the, the the whole industry thing. I mean, I, you know, I uh, it's it's not something um. That I I have given great deal of thought to the impact on on the camera industry. Um, it was more about uh, the way I was thinking. It's more about on uh, the impact on the way people take photographs, actually. Um, and and we can talk about that today. But you know, actually, mm. the 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 point that Alistair makes, the point that Rach you made in return. Mm. Uh, it's tricky because it doesn't go back into the industry does it but maybe the point alistair's trying to make is is that if you falsely inflate prices mm-hmm. you create a barrier to participation mm-hmm. yeah a barrier to entry yeah. and 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 maybe that as as what's um is uh has got alistair so uh enthusiastically writing to us
2: mm-hmm. yeah i mean i think the point that the point that Alistair is um, trying to make, and I'm, I'm not sure I entirely agree with it. Obviously, I mean, never agree with an Australian. It sets you down a dark path. Um, but is that if you've got somebody who is um, buying up all the cameras and essentially taking them out of the pool of use, and um, that person can't possibly shoot all of them. So theoretically, there could be other people who could be using them to shoot film, and therefore be buying and bringing money into the industry that way so if one person has all of the cameras um but is only shooting one at a time then you know there's x number of other people who are now not shooting because they don't have a camera and therefore yeah not spending money
0: so, yeah i don't know i i i i get that but then what about this as a, as a thought on it uh, because actually all those people who are buying up all those cameras, what they're actually doing is improving the average quality of the kit that's left for, available because people who buy lots of cameras, broadly speaking, tend to just get, you know, get them at bargain prices, don't they? But let's face it, most of those cameras are, th- are at those prices for a reason.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's difficult because that's certainly where Anil is with it. You I know, mean, Anil was saying he literally is going into the charity shops and, um, and to, to sort of almost directly quote Anna, he's asking them to see the box of cameras that they've got tucked out the back. Now, I, I think this is less common, certainly around here these days. But certainly for years, you would see in charity shops just a cardboard box stuffed full of old point and shoots. And the reason that those aren't even about anymore is because I think a lot of them probably did end up just, you know, they, they hung around for ages. Nobody wanted them and they ended up um. getting chucked.
1: I think it's the opposite because here um I've I've also noticed a distinct lack of cameras in the church shops here you know I generally know most of the people who who manage them by name, unsurprisingly, because I, I go around and speak to them. It's not just about cameras. Obviously, I shop a lot in the charity shops. Um, and um, over over the last, let's say, three, three or four years, I've definitely noticed a decline in it because they um, get the cameras in and they look on eBay and they find out what they are going for on eBay or what people are asking for them on eBay. And then they list them on their charity shop website shop online yeah and then it means that those are therefore taken out either taken out of um uh, the, the pool of the ones that you know somebody could just go into the shop and find um or they're going on to ebay at these pr- prices that are being inflated inflated inflated
2: yeah yeah i've certainly seen quite a lot of that as well um uh, now the three of us. There's, there's two of us are kind of on one side of this because, uh, Rach, you and I mm-hmm. are, are both perhaps slightly guilty of being more towards the hoardy side uh, than Aidan. I is. think that's fair. I think that's definitely so, fair to say. So, yeah. Or I'd <laughs> like to to try and maybe um, I don't know justify this <laughs> to Aid, to Alistair, to the whole world. Um, why, why do you keep an eye out for? When you go out, why do you visit camera shops looking for second-hand cameras? Because you don't strike me as somebody who is generally a hoarder. Why are you keeping an eye out for cameras when you go out?
1: Um, The reason I'm looking out for them is generally to see if there's something that I don't yet have. Um, And often it's to see if there's something that's sitting languishing there. um, To see whether there's anything that actually I could give a good home to. Uh, rather than it sitting getting dusty or ended up going to landfill, um, there was actually actually today I walked into the charity shop and actually the the lady who runs it said, oh, I meant to uh, send you a message and let you know that these have come in over the over the weekend, um, and they were um, too old, uh, they're like they're not actually Super Eight, they're even older kind of video cameras rather than yeah. film cameras. I haven't even really looked at them yet, um. Like, they look lovely, like, two of them look lovely, but one of them was, like, a, an early 2000s DV, you know, sort of video camera, basically a piece of plastic. I was like, unfortunately, that's just not going to be of much use to anybody because you're not even going to be able to get the right files. It was, like, 1.3 megapixel or something, you know, one of those. Um, So it's, it, she was basically like, well, I've got nowhere to, like put these if they don't really do the film for them at the moment obviously we're still waiting for kodak to let us know about whether they're going to be able to bring out like super eight etc anyway um and, and so they just sort of like end up sitting there or going to the tip um mm. so she said well why don't you have them and use them you know for display or something as part of you know uh, a set or what have you so um so those are ones that have been donated to me but uh, you know, in the last maybe sort of eight, nine times I've been in the shop, there's been nothing at all. Uh, and so obviously even these cameras aren't ones that I can use. Uh, but I didn't want to see them just go and end up in landfill. Mm. So that was why, um, yeah, that happened today.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think for myself, and, and, I, and I think certainly at least one of these reasons will also chime with you, Rich. Um, there's kind of two reasons I keep my eyes open when I'm going out. Um, um, a large part of the main one is fear, it is genuinely fear, um, because these things are getting old and they are not going to last forever. Mm-hmm. And so when you see a camera, okay, that's in good working order, it's it's insurance because yeah. um, so like, well, what, it's not so much a what if, a camera breaks it's when the camera breaks um will i be able to get it repaired will i be able to afford to get it repaired or will i be able to replace it um and the answers to all three of those things are getting kind of harder um to do so it's, if i see a camera think, okay that that is a camera that i will enjoy using um and and i do try and use pretty much everything that mm-hmm. i buy as well mm-hmm. um, i don't buy a ton of so stuff it's dropped off Dramatically uh, over the last few years, I mm-hmm. went through a, an early phase. I mean, a lot of it is, um, I'm. I suppose all the cameras I'm drawn to are the older, weirder ones. I love old fo- folding mm-hmm. cameras and stuff like that. And I know that that's not what the problem with the um, you know industries at the moment. But um, but you know, if I see an SLR that is functioning uh, and isn't a Zenit, then I'll, <laughs> I'll I'll probably grab it because even if I don't use it. Um, Hopefully, a time will, you know, and times have come up where somebody will express an interest and I'll go, Well, here, have this camera. I can give you this working camera. I gave an OM10 to a friend a few years ago. Mm -hmm. I gave my niece um, a Canon, uh, what was it, 1000L or something, you know. Um, Panel did
1: bring this up, actually, didn't he? Um, And he did say, you know, of the three that he's got, which I remember somebody questioned him on it and said, We can't shoot all three at the same time. And he said, that he'd given them away as well so i think there's definitely um a sense for most of us that yeah uh, because we're enthusiastic about this and we want the industry to you know to thrive you know and we want to share that with people um that actually if you end up with two of the same it's like oh that gives me an opportunity to give that to somebody else and pass on that enthusiasm and hopefully Mm. get them hooked on it as well so yeah i think there's definitely most most of people i would say probably do also have that in the back of their mind like oh actually yeah i've got a spare one that i can let you have if somebody shows an interest in that
2: yeah and and also i think i mean and again i'm just kind of talking about what annal was saying last week about you know he goes around charity shops and is looking for cameras i don't think that there are many people who are not currently into film who would go into a charity shop see some random camera there and go oh maybe i'll give this a try uh, and to be honest in some ways that's almost the worst thing you want them to do because mm-hmm. there's a 50 50 chance if they do Ooh. it's going to be a dog yeah. and then they'll h- have a go it'll be disappointing or it won't work at all and it's like well i'm never picking that up again mm-hmm. um yeah I, I don't know what do you think <laughs> on this hey does somebody who does not suffer from chronic cauderitis
0: uh it, it it's it's interesting it's some sort of pseudo-intellectual kind of level <laughs> um it, it's yeah, i don't i don't know it my brain doesn't work like that it just doesn't right i i want to make good photographs and i've done some experimenting over the years right and we've talked about a lot of that in the last couple of years in, in on the show but I, I don't you know even if i'm in a charity shop very rarely well i actually bother to go and see if there's any cameras um i it's just i i don't think of of, i don't think of cameras in that way
2: Mm.
0: right i i just don't i mean i like to i could understand right if you had a fear of something breaking well buy five of the same then and get them all cla'd while there's somebody still alive that can do it right and then you've probably got a lifetime supply at that point you know, yeah. I've 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 often considered buying a third Nikon SLR, right? Um, and I've definitely considered a lot buying a second Bronica, right? I mean, the thing about the Bronica is it comes in bits, so yeah, it's supposed it's mm. supposed, to, supposed to come in bits, but but I don't, I, yeah, you know, I'm. I, I was yeah. doing some tidying up at the week and following following last week's show right where, uh, which which genuinely went the conversation went in a very different direction from what I thought it was going to but not no, not bad just just interesting that people have different views and I I then yeah uh yeah when was it yesterday yeah yesterday i found myself with a couple of hours spare so i actually started sorting through all of that kit that i've said i i'm not using and trying to figure out what to, where, where to put it and what to do with it and i've decided roughly speaking on a two-stage policy right is that it's a bunch of it has gone in the loft for right now and i'm not putting just before anybody starts emailing in <laughs> i'm not putting delicate things with rubber seals in damp places or anything like that i'm talking about hardware right i'm talking about flash modifiers i am tell you this okay so i'm not putting i'm not putting uh even holgers are too good to go in the loft um and then some other stuff actually a box that included two holgers uh a pinhole uh and something else Um, that went into a cupboard away from where I normally store my in-use photographic kit because I'm just not using it and to be honest at the moment it's kind of dragging me down you know having too much kit is dragging me down and I and so rather than simply um, give it away um, I certainly don't want to ebay it Um, you know I'd rather give it to somebody who's going to use it and make sure I know where it's going and make sure it's going to get a good usage um uh the which by the way rach is not necessarily the same as giving it a good home <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> um but it's yeah i uh, i thought now do you know what and and you guys have pointed this out to me lots over the and and a lot of other people have including my wife that actually my taste in photography does it does change over time and and it, it's I don't know that it's cyclical as such but I do go from one thing to the next one day, yeah I want to shoot lots of 35 mil next it'll be 120 toy cameras next it'll be digital for a while you know it's yeah and mm-hmm. and it I I ha- it goes in phases let's say um and so I, I decided I didn't want I wasn't quite ready yet to to start offloading more cameras um but i'm waiting i've got to finish i've got a roll of ectochrome in one of my nikon 35 mils and i think i'm going to put them away for a bit and i'm going to focus on medium format stuff yeah Um, Yeah,
2: just to give um listeners a sort of a glimpse behind the curtain at the kind of uh the darkest hour of this um you you were considering (laughs) i I, I don't know how strongly but certainly you were considering getting rid of all of your cameras apart from the veronica because of the effect you feel it's ha- having the moment on um your creativity um uh yeah. you well, and yeah. i were
1: totally. like oh my god how do we <laughs> stop him doing this <laughs> oh, right.
2: why would
0: it be a bad thing right they're just cameras why would it be a bad thing Surely the thing that, you know, and I admit, you know, I I totally understand that some people like to collect stuff. And I totally understand that some people who have a lot more creativity in them than I do, you know, actually really enjoy the experimental side of this stuff. But that's just not who I am. Right. I'm not much of an experimenter. Mm. I like to I like to try hard. I like to practice. I like to take good photographs and I like to improve. But I don't feel the need to do that with one arm tied behind my back and (laughs) and my shoes on the wrong feet. I'd rather have a good camera that I can get to know inside out and trust and and, and work with it and improve my image making. That's 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 what photography is to me.
2: It's and that's so not to
0: say that it's any different. It's not to say that yeah. in any way it's wrong for other people to, to, to think if Anno if Anil <laughs> enjoys having a load of like a boxes full of plastic boxes <laughs> hanging around his house, that's fine. But uh, for me that's just a burden. Mm. And and you know, opening a camera drawer and thinking, oh, which one should I take out, immediate that's it. The moment is gone.
1: Mm it's so interesting isn't it how how different our approaches are to it and and just from hearing hearing you two talk about it as well I realized that I have another answer to why do I still go into the charity shops and, and look and try and ask for for the cameras and things it's because I love to experiment it is down to oh, I've not tried that one yet that would be really cool I'd I'd like to try that flavor I'd like to try you know what the look will be for, with that or is that going to give me the similar effect to something that I found, you know, um, that's from the 40s as something from the 80s? Or will it be something completely different um, or that format's different? It's, you know, a six by 4.5 or it's, a, you know. So I love that idea of being able to experiment and and sort of try different things out and use so many different tools for different aesthetic um, outputs. So I think that's also partly why it's the curiosity and it's the kind of like oh what haven't I tried yet maybe maybe that would work so I think that's I think I've definitely got better about not I I haven't gone and actually bought any new cameras um, like from charity shops recently um, and I think I've definitely become more conscious of that perhaps from speaking to somebody like yourself age you know being a little bit more thoughtful over oh I don't have to like buy everything or get everything you know that fear of missing out blah 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 um, Uh, yeah I don't have that by the way
0: I don't get FOMO
1: yes yeah
0: exactly I'm way too arrogant (laughs) <laughs> <Right. laughs> fomo is for other people i see i see
1: <laughs> okay uh, but, but yeah but
0: it's, it's interesting isn't it because yeah. i i have experimented over time and as you know and as this uh, the second yeah, chin- over my house i don't know if you can hear the helicopters yeah, I can,
1: the yeah.
0: go on where uh, clearly the e- evening reconnaissance flights of the chinooks around about here today
1: yeah, M um, dropping in to see which cameras you're getting rid of now we're <laughs> having <laughs> the massive clear you know,
0: yeah it's the people are pe- people at car boot sales they come around in helicopters before you even register for the booty but it's it's um i mean i have experimented right i've got a, i've got a range of medium format cameras i've i've experimented over the time with a range of uh 35 mil cameras um and i've whittled that, that and and when they've even either, either broken or well i've just decided i don't like them and i move them on somehow um i've whittled it down right i've got i've got mm-hmm uh 35 slrs i really like bulletproof at the moment they're a bit of a burden but i'll stick them away in a cupboard and maybe i'll go back to them in a couple of years or 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 a couple of days (laughs) i'm not saying i'm consistent nobody if anybody hears me say anything different today from what i said last week or the week before well that's just who i am (laughs) i'm not claiming i got all the answers but the you know um and and I, I've thought about I've, I've thought about asking if I can go on the Classic Lenses podcast again and actually take them a bit more seriously. Hi, guys. <laughs> <laughs> as, as a way of thinking, um, uh, as as a way of thinking through, um, you know, maybe some you know, finding an, another angle. And, and the thing I, I love that the Bronica, right. I love the Bronica. I love the way it handles. I love that. I love using it um and i love the look of the photographs i get with that one particular 75 mm. mil lens um do i love the 35 mil ones um no they are the get the job done cameras right um and uh you've heard me refer to them probably even only a couple of minutes ago as bulletproof yeah. right if ever i need to get a job done or i need something reliable i'll pick up two 35 mil cameras exactly the same both of which have been serviced for electronics and mechanicals in the last few years and I'll go out and shoot and I'll, I, I won't have any concerns about what's going to come back. Yeah. Um, so other, why would you get rid of, other, of that? Uh, uh, um, uh, yeah, fair point. But uh, uh, the, the, I don't know. Let's, let's talk about that. Cause mm. one of the, you know, at the moment I'm, yeah, you know, uh, I'm leaning a bit more towards digital photography at the moment. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, you know, not because I think it's better than film. Uh, just, I don't know why it's just, yeah, you know,
1: just more what you're shooting at the moment
0: is. It is a bit. I mean, I'm tending to shoot photos in ones and twos, and I'd like to be able to get at them. Mm. You know, um, I one of the. I mean, I I made a big effort over the the, the winter holidays to shoot, yeah, you know, and I put half a dozen rolls through my Bronica, and that was great. And I like having fifteen shots on a roll, thirty six rolls, thirty six roll, shots on a roll. I find a burden in its own right. Sure. <laughs> just, yeah. That it's like hey, what that's that that could be half a day's worth of shooting, it could be three months worth of shooting. Um, and so it's, it, it's oh God, I, well if I'm going to take a photograph, I better go and take it with that, I oh, it's the wrong speed,
2: yeah.
0: oh, uh, uh, but I've got to get through it, and and yeah, okay, all of that is of my own manufacture, right? all of that is in my head, um, but that's what's in my head at the moment, and it's stopping me from taking photographs, or at least stopping me from enjoying it so much. And so, so you're feeling you know, it
1: will take you that much longer to get to the end of the role to be able to then process them and enjoy and print those photographs.
0: Yeah. And, and I know that when I do I force myself through it, then I, what I'll get back, the hit rate, at least my own personal perception of the hit rate is much lower because there's I've taken a two of everything to make sure just in case of what, you know, instead of one uh, or yeah, I've taken shots when I when I have put the camera to my eye and I've looked through the viewfinder and I thought to myself, yeah, uh, instead Maybe. of walking away, I'll take the shot and then I'll get the shot back and I go, yeah, yeah, I shouldn't have <laughs> Maybe taken what that. You
1: do need then because it sounds like like you say the 36 frame roll might take you three months to get through maybe you do need to get some of this new poundland film that's
0: 10 frames on a roll
1: <laughs> because that sounds like for you if you're target
0: time. market. maybe you'll target market for that you know we find the target market for poundland film well so yeah.
1: even though because um, originally it was obviously the agfa which was 24 frames and um obviously i was i was uh, as outraged as several other people to to find that they were actually they cut it down to 10 frames rolls were selling that for a pound which um when you look at the processing it ends up making it I think Hamish did a whole article on this, uh, something like it was more expensive than Portrait of 800 or something uh, but per frame. But actually, for those very specific um, jobs, like you were saying, uh, Aid, you know, in order to be able to get through that, you'd only have to take five photos if you're taking two of each anyway. <laughs> and then you'd have those images, wouldn't you? So, it'd probably be you
0: know. crappy film, though, wouldn't it? What film is it they're selling?
1: Sure.
0: it's
2: probably fuji 200 Funnily I, I...
1: Know, sorry I, I went into the pound pound land today and said oh have you got any of that new film because i thought i'll just have a little look and you know I, it would be it would be worth a punt you know for for a quid to try to try out a role and he said uh oh no we, we don't stock any of that you know you take photos on your phone don't you <laughs> <laughs> i was like
2: yes I
1: do. <laughs> it made me laugh though. i was like i'm not getting it. Them. thanks um, very
0: much <laughs> yeah so yeah well okay yeah i mean that's it that that is what it is um yeah, uh,
2: yeah it, it it's <sighs> it's yeah up a bit, Ollie, on actually on what you were saying about um yeah. the length of because uh, this is a problem i've run into a bit so i um uh last week finally finally got around to sending off some rolls of slide film and uh a set of 110 film Ooh. um to you got like, a good
0: photo of me on it still didn't you yeah yes. yeah it, it
2: did. did so um that's cool so this is uh i sent off to duncan at silver pan labs because duncan is now developing 110 film which yeah. was fantastic i've had this film um well the 110 film i shot in your pentax auto 110 aid which i gave back to you <laughs> in january 2017 so that's that was a while I <laughs> had that. Um, then there was a roll of uh, Velvia, which I'd shot in my Veronica, uh, which, uh, as Duncan pointed out, went, Oh, this is lovely. It's got um, spring, summer, and autumn all in one roll. I'm, <laughs> like, I'm not even sure that's the same some, same year. <laughs>
0: same year, yeah. Um,
2: <laughs> and, um, and likewise with the two other cameras. And in fact, with the one camera in particular, I know that I forgot what was in. It had some Provia 400 slides film in there, and I forgot. And I think I thought it was um, HP5 halfway through and treated it accordingly, which did not work out well. Um, but um, so I've been sharing some of these pictures and some of the, the 110 pictures in particular, because I, was, I, I wanted to use the camera, but I was didn't have much time at the time. So it's quite a few pictures as they frequently are taken in the gardens when I work and, um, and I was kind of expressing uh, my feelings of, I wanted to take pictures this year. I really wanted to get out and shoot more um, because I enjoy it. It brings me great pleasure and it is the only way I'm going to get better at it. But I'm limited in my opportunities to do so. Um, So, work is one of the best places I have to do it um, but then that does mean that my subject matter is going to be gardens and plants and um, some people had some really good suggestions actually um, for things I could try and do. Uh, somebody suggested do some free um, uh, which is where you, you, you're using an SLR and you um, literally take the lens off the front and just hold it in front of the camera um, so you can get very close to your subject matter and you also get this kind of weird, crazy um, out of focus bits on it it's great, I've done a bit of that before, that's good fun so I like the idea a lot and Isn't
1: that what Aid did on the Cheap Shots Challenge for Macro? Yeah.
2: Uh,
0: yes and no um, the, the issue I had with that was that my little Pentax Auto 110 doesn't actually fire if you don't have a lens on it so I had to have the lens on it and then I mm-hmm. took a uh, I took a Nikon 50mm um, and reversed that. So I was actually using two lenses, but I was free lensing the, the second lens, if that makes sense.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh, eight. Eight. that's so, that's so, so it's like, well, I couldn't do it with one. So I just thought I'll whack two lenses <laughs> instead. I, I strongly <laughs> <good>.
2: approve. Um, <laughs> and, um, yeah. And, and the other suggestion uh, that I think it was Nick from the my camera podcast made was, well, why not shoot a roll of film through taking sort of portraits of flowers and then reload the film and shoot it again uh, uh, as a double exposing with people's uh, are they, so, so some really great ideas um but th- this is kind of almost the opposite of what you're saying is where you have an idea in your head of the kind of work you want to be shooting at the moment and you have the camera that fits with that do you want to use and i'm at the other end of that where i d I'm searching for something to inspire me to I've got I have a location. It's the garden. That's my space. Um but uh it's what am I gonna do with it? And so having a choice of cameras to try things with, um it, it gives me more opportunity. So I think in the van last week I had my Kiev, which is a rangefinder, um so I can't I can't do a great deal of experimenting with that because I can't do double exposures on that. I can't take the lens. Actually, I think I can take the lens off, but I think that would end up a disaster because it's a rangefinder. Um, and the other camera I had was the Miopta um, Flexoret, uh, which is uh, a TLR, which again um i can't do double exposures with that although ironically it did decide that i also just couldn't do 12 exposures it it wound on till four and then it skipped a few and went to eight and then decided that, that was enough and so i think I, got, I think i got eight shots in total and there's probably a great big gap in the middle see, of the film see
0: that that for me isn't a camera <laughs> that, right that for me <laughs> at best it is a door stop right <laughs> um and and if it's got if it's got sufficient you know metal in it scrap it you know, Yeah. Uh, that's so i i it's I, that's that's the thing. it's interesting isn't it because you know, okay so they do there are these i don't know magazine challenges or or internet challenges it's like okay so you know, you know within 10 yards from where you're stood take 100 photographs you know and stuff like that, that that kind of thing you know it it's not just about the experimentation isn't just about can i get a crappy camera to work mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's, that's that's not experimentation that's gambling (laughs) you've got a gambling problem is what you've got
2: (laughs) yeah well i mean i I didn't know it was going to do that so this was the first role i put through the camera but it does kind of highlight the point i was making earlier about why i have more than one of certain types of cameras so i have got um four tlrs um putting aside the lubatels which i don't, don't count but so they I, don't count no they because count.
0: you can't see through either of the lenses in a lubatel
2: <laughs> no so so i got my 635 a few years ago it's the first sort of proper tlr i had i loved it then the shutter packed up um then i got sent uh, another tlr another yoshika tlr which is great but the shutter packed up instantly um uh, and then i got both of those repaired. And the six three five at the moment, touch uh, glass. That's all I have is still going. But the the other Yoshika has unfortunately the shutter's just gone again on that, and I've had to accept that that one's probably just done. And as you said, Aide, it's a doorstop. and there's nothing else I can do with that. Um, so turn it I, into a lamp. Oh. <laughs> I can't on, on on moral grounds. I can't. Also, I think it might be more hard work than it's worth. um Box cameras are way easier because they're just a box. TLRs have gubbins inside them. um
0: the Thing about so, cameras is they're supposed to get the light to come in rather than yeah. go out. So why would you make a lamp out of a camera?
2: It is weird. Although I do have a camera that was made into a lamp in my living room um because my mum made it. Bless her. Um, so you know, as I said a few weeks ago, when I was in secondhand darkroom. I saw another Yashica TLR it looked in good condition and it was at a reasonable price and so I grabbed it because No
0: no 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 because I just want to wrap you on the forehead with my knuckles and say what have
2: you learned <laughs> <laughs> what, I, what I've learned is that these things fail so like I said, out of the four out of the four TLRs that I have one of them's a doorstop the other one that I've just shot a roll of film through is In your description, a doorstop because it's not reliable. I'm I'm not giving up on it yet, but I am going to shoot some blank roll to to see if it does wind on properly. But that one might be heading towards doorstopville. The third one, the six three five, has clapped out once and may do again. Um, and you know, so uh, but you're spending money on these things. Yeah, I know, but (laughs) but that's the exact point. I'm spending because I love using them, and um. It, it, you can get them repaired like i said i, I had the 635 repaired um and the uh, 124 although to be completely fair with Lyndon, with the 124 he did say look th- you know i've done the best i can with this camera but at some point in its past it's hit the ground um and there's things you, that are just you do
0: bit. know that we uh, if that was a, if that was a pet right <laughs> when the, when the veterinarian comes out and he says to you i've done everything i can right that that's a euphemism right yeah <laughs> you're not supposed to go oh that's all right i'll take it out for a walk
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah you may be... but when the vet says um uh i've done the best i can what you then do is you instantly start thinking i need to get another pet this pet's gonna be gone too i need to get another pet so that's exactly what i'm doing i'm kind of preempting, and because it's not it's not like these are new things that you can okay I'm, i can just go and buy one of these anytime you kind of have to when you see mm-hmm. them and and it is a, a a price that can work for me, which is quite a low bar. You need to go, okay, I'm, I'm going to invest in this now because there's a high chance that the one I have will conk um, and I want to be able to have a backup. And if it conks in three years' time, by that point, my ability to buy a replacement might have gone out the window because they yeah. might just be out of my reach by then. You
0: say that, but yeah, I, I've seen you buy reasonably expensive cameras. Uh, I, no. So I you you've quite you 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 know semi regularly you'll spend somewhere between two and three hundred quid on a camera.
2: Oh no I think I I remember the last uh, time you did
0: that Grim? Yeah, I
2: don't remember that. So I think I'm just trying to I think putting aside my um digital camera um which i bought many years ago, which does quite, count right okay, okay, i know right. we're
0: an analog film but but yeah that that, that does count
2: okay so my digit the most expensive camera i ever bought was my um fuji x pro which i think i paid oh, i think i paid 900 pounds for including a couple of lenses so putting um so that's the most expensive camera i ever bought then the next one down was my bronica which was, if my memory serves me correctly, I, I got a good deal on that. because I think I paid three hundred and seventy-five pounds for that with three lenses and a couple of backs. So I got a good deal on that. Uh, and R- Ronald, then, was, Ronald was expensive, wasn't he? He he was under two hundred pounds. He was under uh, two hundred pounds. Okay. All right. Um, um so probably the, after after the Bronica, the most expensive camera by the time I've got a lens sorted will be um, the Intrepid camera. Um, once I've got a lens for that as well, um, but then yeah and, and ronald was 175 pounds i think um okay. and then there's a sharp drop off then um and i don't ah
0: uh, yeah I but don't. so let's it's okay so let, let's plot that right okay so so you've got there then you know uh and, and we don't need to talk about the digital one too, too much but you've got then a small number of cameras that you pay good money for that are working really well
2: yeah, yeah. Did, did ronald was one of the cameras we mentioned in that okay list. all
0: right all right, okay so 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 but but let, let's so so what if you drew a line right uh, and said okay anything below the pro- this price point i clearly have no capability to sort the wheat from the chaff and therefore I'm going to stop buying in that price bracket and I'm going to save up all the fives and tens and twenties that I spend and I'm going to buy a camera that costs north of 300 quid because I know at that level I can discern something that works from something that doesn't
2: yeah that that is a fair point um i i, I and I, I have got a lot more um select i I don't just buy it. See in a camera shop these days. Um, in a charity shop, even if they are cheap, for exactly that reason, because I don't need them, and uh, and and unless I think, oh, that is a camera that I would like to shoot, or it's a camera that I think, oh, that's worth more than they're asking for it. Um, which I, to be honest, I you know, regardless of what else they may think, I think that's a perfectly reasonable thing to do if you see something being, um, what's the correct word, uh, undersold, um. It's a financial. It's a financially irresponsible thing to do. No, not- it's not. <laughs> yes, it just... Definitely, is. It's an investment. aid. Um, so,
0: so as a as a good friend of mine who who collects vintage guitars once said, it's an investment. To which his wife immediately said. Only if you ever sell it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> One day I'm going to cash in all my chips and be ah, still pretty poor because <laughs> none of my cameras are worth that much. But I mean, I suppose it's it's like where's the sliding scale? So if you happen to walk past the charity shop and saw a Leica, even though you don't like rangefinders, even though you would never want to shoot with, it, but if you saw a Leica in the window and recognised it for what it was, and it was a Tenor, don't tell me you would not go in and buy it because I will not believe you. <laughs>
0: Well, that's so, so that's a different scenario though, isn't is it? Is it though? Is it though? Yes, it is. It is because I think that is a different you, scenario. You, you, <laughs> could flip, you could flip that for immediate profit. That's not an investment. Yeah. That's a turnover. yeah. So I
1: think the difficulty is with the TLR perhaps in this situation because Graham's ended up being quite unlucky, I think, with the way that things have worked out. and you, But you've ended up with four cameras of which only one works. Is that right? Uh, no? two of them
2: but two yeah. of them but one of the two has in the past yeah not worked. one so and the, a half
0: that makes one and a half
1: <laughs> yeah so the difficulty is that obviously you've you've had the you've bought these um obviously hoping that they'll work and they have done but then over time obviously they've stopped working and you're in the situation now where you've got four but actually the the problem is that you potentially can't sell those for that much money because obviously they don't work um Mm. and you're left without a tlr so yeah trying to find another one that will that will do the job of those four for a price that you can afford
0: is the issue isn't it
2: Mm. yeah and it's a big jump up
1: yeah exactly there is that big jump Um, um
0: so yeah so i so okay so so yeah let let's I don't know do you do you feel that I, the, the TLR thing is fun right I get that I know you enjoy TLRs they drive me nuts right but no, they, <laughs> I know you like TLRs um because uh, yeah, but there anyway I won't <laughs> pretend to understand it but you know do you what it so uh, I know you like the process of taking photographs with them do you well, where's the trade-off for you because if, for me if i enjoyed the process of using machine but ultimately i was never confident in it that would thoroughly undermine the experience for me
2: i do you know i think the thing is i <laughs> i have such a laissez-faire attitude towards these things I, I mentioned this also in the picture i shared today saying that perhaps a slide film and a slapdash attitude are not the best bedfellows <laughs> um, but i don't i don't tend to worry about it uh, i suppose because i never f- because so many of the pictures i take i don't feel like are um you know they're not things that are life on death um life or death not life and death um so no i mean i, I kind of I, it's rare that i will shoot with the camera that i am expecting to be garbage um sometimes I go well. I'm not sure this is going to be any good, but generally I go in thinking, well, I'm going to try and get something good out of this. I always have quite a positive outlook. You know, with with this um, flexaret, uh, it it the shutter was firing and it you know it did work partially, and you know I said I'm not giving up on it just yet. Um, and, and hopefully, the images that it has shot at least will have been worth the effort but maybe they won't and you know I'll, i will learn from that but it was it was interesting it was an interesting camera to use because it's they made it quite a few different choices about the way that they built it from a lot of other ones um so yeah as you said aid about enjoying the mechanics of these things it's part of it is the the enjoyment of experiencing these things and and seeing um what it can do um and i don't reliability and clean images are not terribly interesting to me. I know I've said this probably umpteen times before, but I find this kind of going through the pictures that I've got back um, from uh, Duncan. And apart from the slide film ones, which are completely botched because I forgot it was slide film and thought it was HP five, which were very, very underexposed (laughs) um, the ones that came out. Okay. I look at and go, yeah they're fine i guess at best they're fine um but they aren't really grabbing me and yeah i, I don't know it, it, it's so something that's completely reliable is almost inherently not quite as interesting to me as something that's it, inherently flawed i suppose
0: oh I, okay so i get so, so serendipity can be fun
2: yeah um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. I suppose serendipity, or all, all kind of, or working with the flaws. You know, even if you take out the luck aspect, knowing what those flaws are and and kind of incorporate, like I did with the um out of focus stuff. It's like you know, I it wasn't. I suppose it was a certain amount of luck in where you can never be a hundred percent certain how it's going to render it. But you got a pretty good idea, uh, especially as it went on. It's like, well, yeah, this is going to be a blurry mess, but this is a blurry mess that appeals to me.
0: Okay. <laughs> well, this is the great thing isn't it it's, so this is this is the good thing about it people are different right and and you know uh, and that um,
1: yeah it's, it's it's really interesting like in terms of classifying kind of how you uh, both approach it, Um, age you're you're definitely thinking um narrow down the overall amount of cameras that i've got because what appeals to you is the fact that it's clean and that it's um folk that you're trying to make better pictures with with one or two cameras rather than trying out lots of different types and graham you're coming to it from obviously the opposite side of it where it's much more about you want to work with the flaws, the serendipity, the experimenting of just having a go with any of them and seeing if you can take a piece of that one and add it to this camera and what will that then make? So I think actually what you both have in terms of Graham with your lots of cameras and Aid with your very small amount of cameras just sits well with the kind of photographer that you are, that you each are. There's nothing wrong with that.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, no, I never, never have I thought there's anything wrong with it. Everybody's different, aren't they? And I guess there's one of the joys of all of the stuff that we do is that there's so much room for people to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, um, uh, and I, I'm not going to be. Uh, I, I, well, I probably am, to be fair, but I'll try not to like impose my views on people <laughs> and tell them they should be like me because, yeah, you know, there's, you know, there's there's little justification for that. <laughs> Uh, I, I don't know. It's it's just interesting, and and it's a it Yeah, you know, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because, you know, look, thinking back to last week's conversation, right, where we were all talking about, oh well, the, the these top things, yeah, you know, they're 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 the best point shoots, yeah, you know, that's why they're so expensive, and yes, they've mm. got a bit of a, a an economic boost from being you know, f- flashed around on the telly, but it's. It, it's uh you know ultimately actually am i looking for a a rock solid point and shoot is that the thing i'm actually is that the thing i am actually craving which is the one type of camera i haven't got and and it's and i'm not saying i'm not going to buy new cameras because actually you know it's important to buy new cameras i like to buy digital cameras i like to buy film cameras and and i will but it's not but for me it's always a process of Trying to get to a better place, not just to uh, increase the number, if you mm. see what I mean. So I've stopped buying medium format cameras since uh, I got the Bronica and the Holgers. Uh, I, I I probably should buy another Bronica in case it breaks, but... Um, yeah
2: ironically you're trusting the holgers to be just fine <laughs> Well,
0: no, i've got two holgers already um uh so so um yeah but uh, the uh and then i stopped buying 35 mil cameras because i got the two slrs that were that just work that's it that's done yeah. right i've got I, i've been there done that right um I, and uh, it's it's uh, yeah I'm like that in other things in my life. I have a watch. I have a really nice watch. I've talked about it before, right? And it's very special to me because it was given to me as a gift on the birth of my son. I I don't need another watch. Mm-hmm. I don't walk past the jewelers and go, oh, there's a Rolex in there. Um, I, I should I should get one of those. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So actually, I've got a watch. I quite like it. I'll keep it. Mm-hmm. it, it so I'm not saying I shouldn't have more stuff. I'm not going you know super minimalist or anything like that I'm just trying to you know get to a point of success mm-hmm. and and then and then then remove distraction so that I uh, so so that yeah get get to a point where I'm comfortable with what I've got what I've got works for me and then I don't need to worry about it anymore
1: mm. I think, you know, when you said that, that totally makes sense, Aid. And and I think perhaps part of part of the difficulty is because I wish I could be like more like that to a to a certain extent. A lot you know, of people that would, say
0: that to me, Rachel. That
1: that okay, would, it would be very, very cool um, to to be able to, you know, um, yeah, yeah. It's it's a constant battle, a constant struggle. Um, but I think there was actually a little bit of. Oh, oh my God! Like, fit. You know when you when you sent us that message saying, "I think I'm just going to get rid of my my Nikon's and and everything. I'm just going to go with one camera." And I think my reaction. I don't know if it, this was the same for you, Graham. Was just like, "Oh my God! Please don't do that." That was, it just felt like that's such a drastic move. I think. Um, and Why is
0: drastic bad? Yeah, I mean, you guys but, do big experiments and stuff like that. That's Why true.
1: That's true. Bad? I think like, this specific reason was because. Um, we had to sell all my dad's old cameras when when digital came in because we couldn't afford the camera at the time and i've always regretted that i've always regretted the fact that i he has nothing that he can leave to me that i can that i can take uh, inherit you know there's so many lovely stories of people being able to like pass on those things in some way or like something that somebody's used that they've had since they were like 14 or 15 or you know or that their granddad gave them or something and and I don't have that now because we because we don't have those anymore so it was just that obviously I'm bringing my own kind of um stupid sentimentality to it but it was like oh if you if you sell those then you don't have them anymore to potentially use in the future when you decide actually that might be the right thing for you I mean yeah okay you want to go out and you'd just say well I'll sell it that's totally fine and I'll just buy another one when I get to that point but I don't know there was just something
0: yeah well, I think I there's, there's an extra dimension to the situation you're describing isn't there but is, is, it, is it had a personal connection yes yeah um and uh I uh, I don't have a personal connection yeah. to these cameras yeah you um, and the the, and the yeah, yeah, and things that I do have. I mean, I was just talking about my watch. I have a personal connection mm. to that. I, I I wouldn't be able to part with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it mean it means a huge amount to me. Mm. Um, I, I wear it almost every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only days I don't wear it are the days I'm not wearing a watch. Right? Yeah. It's not yeah. because I'm wearing on. It's not because I'm cheating on it with another watch. <laughs> but, <laughs>
1: you just see them in a different way don't you yeah absolutely like like my violin like I could never sell my acoustic violin I you know I could I could buy you know well I probably couldn't buy at the moment I have no money for it but you know I could go and buy another violin or whatever but it wouldn't be the same thing you know it's yeah I guess it just depends on how how you view that that object isn't it and you know it is it stupid like giving sentimental you know attachment to an object or to a thing but um yeah
0: well, I, I know i don't think it is stupid right so you have some stuff that you're sentimentally attached to i have some stuff i'm sentimentally attached to and graham probably yeah surely does too what i'm saying is that if you don't have a sentimental attachment to it mm-hmm well what is the attachment to it Mm -hmm. i mean yeah and that's the thing i don't get it's just like well if it's useful that's that's a kind of attachment Mm -hmm. if i feel that it's it's reliable and i can get i can do good work with it well that's you know that that's kind of that's a kind of attachment but but even then i'm not and and this may be just a me thing it's just like you know um yeah, people who know me you know that I'm really into cars, but mm-hmm. I don't feel I'm ever I've ever been emotional about cars, even when they've half killed me by crashing into <laughs> walls and stuff like that. You know, I, it was the
1: car that did that, not you, then,
0: Aidan. Uh, actually, the, the the biggest crash I ever had. Do you know what I, the cause of it was? An oil pipe bursting. <gasps> oh, um, god! And and all and all the oil um, came out of my uh, my car engine underneath my rear wheels that was the biggest that was the biggest crash I ever had no it's just a thing it's just a car it's just a car right just
2: a car trying to kill you just a car trying to murder you because it got no love from you that's what it was it was a cry for help
0: maybe I think you may be um, anthropomorphising slightly what was the car that tried to kill me
1: no um, Stephen King wrote a story about Caroline uh,
0: yes um, Caroline Christine Christine. it was close yes Yeah. And then there was another one called Maximum Overdrive as well. That's right, yeah. Which ACDC did the soundtrack to. Ah, uh, with the truck. Yes.
2: Right. That was the one where everything came alive. That's oh. where even cameras would be trying to murder us. I don't know quite how <laughs> they go about it, but uh, I think that... I'd like, the is...
0: they'd shoot you. Yeah, <laughs> Just probably. Just <seven. laughs> saying. <Yes.
2: laughs> I think the thing like, with, with my stuff is, uh, I, mean, I don't... Um, whilst I do like... A lot of the cameras I have, and um, um, I, I suppose my cameras could be divided into two sections, into two kind of piles. The one is the older stuff, which I love because I suppose that is more of a collection of, of cool old stuff. That is mm-hmm. my, um, and then there's the smaller section, which is the more modern stuff, um, which I have because. I want to make sure I have these things to keep shooting with. And that is a significantly smaller proportion. Most of the cameras that I have are old, funky cameras, box cameras, folding cameras, et cetera, um, most of which are worth about five pounds. Um, but if you, if, if somebody could say to me or wave a magic wand and say, look, this Yashica TLR will never break down. Your Olympus OM-1 will never break down. This mu2 will never break down. It's like so something that fits in each category. I'd probably quite happily get rid of any of the backup ones. I've got, you know, I've got a couple of backup um, SLRs, you know, and the TLRs. I I'd, I'd get rid of that then. Um, but it is just like, oh, but what if it does break down? And, you know, like, I mean, I picked up my Olympus OM-1. I was, again, I was very lucky. Uh, I anything, I was very lucky and bought my Olympus OM-1 for, I think, £27. Um, and if I wanted to replace it, I mean, you've been looking a lot lately, Rach, haven't you? Um mm-hmm. They're mostly going for over a hundred pounds. Is that yeah. fair to say? Yes. Um, and, you And know, yeah, like I said there's there's a limited number of these things. I mean, Rachel, I mm. you are um you know, you are the most artistic of the three of us. It is
1: that's a very sweeping <laughs> statement.
2: <laughs> well, I'll I don't know, matter. but I mean, but you you are the one who you know your career is based around that. You know, and it's, you you that's it's what you do. And for aid nights, thing we we squeeze in when we can more so. Okay, sure. Um, when you in the rare occasions when you get time to go out and to express that in a way that's not directly work related, or maybe it is work related to shoot for pleasure. Yeah. Do you, do you find that you are going with certain cameras all the time or are you more like to just go, okay, well, I want to try something different every time. I and mean, what, you know, what is your kind of um, pathway through it?
1: Um, for, uh for, yeah oh, gosh it is so rare isn't it actually getting chance to go out and shoot for pleasure um yeah what i tend to do is go oh my god i've got i've got a day or i've got half an hour or i've got something where i can just go do this and then i get confused as to which one i should take with me ah. <laughs> um, because, <things> of choice, <laughs> oh, because there's so many because, no because there's so many that i would love to uh love to take out and, and use um but time is so limited that it's that it's difficult to go okay well um wh- which one am i going to get which one should i take now to use this in you know in this half an hour that i've got knowing that i'm probably not going to get another day off for another 2 months or something you know so it's that's the difficulty if if i had like if i knew like every weekend i'd get half a day on a saturday to go out and shoot uh, for pleasure that would be a very different situation um but obviously i don't so that's that's the the, the difficulty with it um and do you know the one that i've taken out a lot for those kinds of things is my cheap shots challenge camera mm. actually um my little franca um uh, bellows uh, bellows camera uh because i I know it works from obviously having used it for the Cheap Shots Challenge. Finally, I found one that works after getting through, what, three um, other ones that exploded or broke down or whatever, um, which I still have the pieces, the parts for, um, from the ones that, that no longer work. Um, so, yeah, it's like, oh, do I? I don't know. It's difficult because obviously I can't sell them. Do I just throw them in the bin and then they go to landfill, which I don't want to have to, like, contribute more to that so i can't recycle it do i then upcycle it and i get to the point where i go well can i take this part off this one and add it to this one and oh okay, yeah lamp. I mean, well yeah <laughs> um yeah i don't know it, it's difficult to know what to do with the leftover part you know
2: yeah Oh <laughs> yeah. I mean I certainly have a a few dead cameras <laughs> that yeah. are just in a box. Like, well oh, maybe one day I'll think of something to do with those dead, dead cameras where something has just gone very terminally wrong with them. Mm-hmm. Um so have we have we solved this then between the three of us? Oh, definitely.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm so much clearer now. <laughs>
0: yeah that's a good that's a good question yeah i'm not sure that we've solved it a great deal to be honest have we really
1: i uh, I, I, lo- I still love the fact that all of the different cameras that i have give me something different and and i don't think i could give
2: that up there is at the moment it is everywhere i guess because you just had a new book come out or something it is this marie Kondo oh, yes. thing and you know i, I think that actually dead. It is a fair thing to say with this is you know, if you've got a lot of cameras, and sometimes you do just see people who've just got stacks of almost identical cameras, and it's usually within Leica's or something like that. Um, and, and maybe there are some people who do just kind of hoard stuff, I don't know, uh, I don't know people like that or have not sort of had first-hand experience, so I'm not going to call anybody out on that, but um. If you have got a lot of cameras, maybe you've just picked them up over the years like Annal's doing. Maybe Anil needs to do this. Maybe he should go <laughs> through all of his cameras and pick everyone up. And does it bring you joy, Anil? Because if it doesn't, you know, according to Marie Kondo, you should be getting rid of it. I mean, I, I would certainly say that. Um, but it's the,
1: how did we get rid of it? That's That's the difficulty. Thing. yeah and, a bit, the stumbling block
2: yeah and as Alistair says you know maybe selling it is a thing so I I picked up from a charity shop and also a friend gave me um last year um a couple of Cosina cameras mm-hmm. um and I don't need them mm-hmm. um you know I they, I have enough SLRs that I, you know, I've i got um I said three good SLRs that I trust um I don't need these two casinas as well um so I know I I ought to and probably will at some point sell them, but I wanted to put a roll of film through them both to make sure that they work first. So maybe, I think maybe that's the thing. If you, if you like the hunt, uh, as Anna was saying last week, you like going to charity shops, you like finding things. um, Maybe just make a point of when you find things that you don't want, do sell them on or or make a point of, I mean, giving them on is not always easy because all right, we know plenty of people who are shooting film but they already have lots of cameras but how many people do you just know casually who just go oh i think i might give shooting film and go, it's it's pretty rare i mean i don't know anybody in my locale like that so um
0: i think friend of the show michael russo had an idea well maybe some legs in that
2: yeah that's very true yeah send them all to mike that's a all over to America. It's quite expensive posting things to America, but yeah, he's doing great stuff with it, isn't he? Because he's sending them all out to schools and everything, um which is making a far better use of them. Yeah, and uh, or you've got the guys at uh, Camera Film Rescue who are collecting them up and going through them all, and then and then selling them on again, so that more people can enjoy the hobby. So there are things that can be done. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe um, Rach, you and I need to kind of go through our piles and see if there's anything there that maybe we don't actually love that maybe we could pass on or sell on, and, sure. um, and get yeah. some money to go towards something else. That
1: so I can <laughs> buy myself a new Hasselblad back, so I can actually shoot with the camera that I that I bought that I really want to be able to shoot with. Yeah.
2: Yeah, or so... another TLR
0: for me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah yes, because why? Why not? But I, I, I don't know even that right, so you guys have convinced me not to to give away or sell two cameras that I particularly have talked highly about in the past um okay, fine right I'll stick them away in a cupboard for uh, and and see if they get used right and if they don't get used, I would prefer that they go to somebody who will use them mm your trial right,
1: separation I'm... of them
0: <laughs> oh, uh, yes yes that's it's yeah yeah no, no yeah i did I, I did think about um asking you each to look after one of them for me but i'd never get back to be honest but yeah. <laughs>
2: never have
0: um so uh but no i so, say uh i think but uh, yeah I, so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna try and continue getting to to a point where i'm focused uh, excuse the pun on on making good photographs mm-hmm. uh and and to do that i'm gonna yeah I, i'm gonna try and focus on the cameras that make i feel make a difference to me in terms of making good photographs right um be be it because of the camera is a joy it gives me joy or or the the lens you know uh where makes images that 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 I find aesthetically pleasing mm-hmm. or it just simply is you know uh, a way of getting getting to uh, uh an outcome mm-hmm. uh sooner rather than later um can i can i offer though i'm gonna i'm gonna fail to find this note now though mm-hmm. but i can, can i i'm not sure if I've spoken to either of you about this but there's a fella who has a youtube channel and uh he um he, he does a bunch of stuff I and mean, he, he owns his own business in i, th- I think e- either in new york state or or just outside new york state maybe in new jersey i don't know um and for for the life of me i can't remember his name so i'm gonna have to click on this link are oh, you sending us um, to
1: camera counseling
0: no uh,
2: <laughs> Is this an intervention no, <laughs> yeah
0: no I'm not, I'm not no 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 so so his name is Hugh Brownstone. OK. And he uh, he owns a, and runs a business called it's, it's a video and, and photography production business, mostly video, I think, called Three Blind Men and an Elephant Productions. So it's got a funny name as well. Um, but he, he he said something in a, a, a not so long ago um, or actually he says it quite a lot uh, that I wrote down not so long ago. Uh, and I'll, ju- I'll just offer you this right so I've wrote I've saved this in my notes and I don't do this very often I've saved this in 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 my notes um, and the headline the the title of the note is best camera criterion ever right? and this mm-hmm. is a very personal thing because it might not work for everybody, mm-hmm. but this criterion is the camera is Providing the shortest distance between my intent as an image maker and
2: execution
1: What if you don't know what your
0: intention (laughs) is?
2: (laughs) I think that might make us bad image makers, right? (laughs) I think that's the problem there.
0: (laughs) Neither of you are are bad image makers, though, are you? So there's the the, the niggle that we've got to work out in this whole thing. Um, but it's it's. Uh, no, but, I think
1: that's a really good quote. That is, it is very good. It makes you think, definitely. It, it stop rather than it being like a knee jerk reaction to oh, there's a camera. Must must get it. Yeah, you know, and and, yeah.
0: and that goes it goes for me. It goes right back to the thing that really hooked me into photography in the first place, which is that um, I I do have creative thoughts, mm-hmm. but they're stuck inside my head because I ha- I don't have creative motor control <laughs> i don't you have creative use hands The
1: tool, don't Maybe. you to create yeah. that yeah. and
0: so you know um it yeah uh, and i can i can play it a little bit of music very badly i can play the guitar a little bit i've been playing the piano a bit recently just because mm. there happens to be one in my study <laughs> and it's it's more fun than working but <laughs> I learned to play Golden Slumbers by the Beatles the other day. Oh,
1: congratulations.
0: It popped up in a movie I was watching with my daughter, and I was like, oh, I don't reckon I could learn to play that. Um, and anybody looking for a family movie to watch, there's a movie called Sing, which is excellent. We watched it the other day. Never mind. <laughs> you can get it on Netflix, so go go find it. Um, but, you know, for me, the the photography thing is as much about using a tool to to try and get the image that's stuck in my head out because the machine can take over and the machine mm. can capture what I'm seeing in a way that I never could for anything else. And I've said this a lot. So this won't, this won't be news to, to longer term listeners, but for me, that's where the camera comes in. Right. So I I will swap out cameras and I will change up and I will, you know, and I'm not immune to the whole, does it inspire me or not thing today. Um, but I think for me, I'm looking for the, the the best of each kind, and to try and simplify it.
2: Yeah, that no, that's fair. Uh, that is a completely fair thing to say, and um, I think it's a good ideal to work towards. Yeah, you yeah. Know, I think once you found the stuff that works for you, mm. um, I think. I mean, like I said, I, I, I've certainly found that. Whereas in the first year, in particular maybe a couple of years let's well, let's say three let's say the first three years um <laughs> i i would i would spend an awful lot of time on ebay an awful lot of time on ebay not always buying but always looking and and i just don't anymore yeah um because i think I, I, you know I've, i have found similar
1: for me as well yeah it's got to the point where you feel like actually yeah i don't need to do that so much now yeah
2: You start to see the things that you just go, oh, that's really cool. Mm. That's not for me. Rach and I were talking last night about the Kickstarter that's currently going on for the Reto 3D, Mm. this funky 3D camera. And it looks cool and it looks fun. um, But it also just its a thing that I I wouldn't use because I'm not going to make GIFs to Mm. go on the Internet. It seems too much like hard work. And I'm just not a GIF kind of guy or GIF (laughs) or whatever you want to call it
1: from from or a personal emails. perspective yeah from a personal perspective I it's not one that I would go I want to buy that for me to go out you know as you asked Graham you know what which one do you take when you want to go out and shoot personal work um so I wouldn't choose it for that I might however choose it for a workshop because it does combine certain things which I find really interesting and that I feel like you could show to somebody and say look how cool is this it does this thing taking old fashioned traditional analog photography um processes and combines it with the new technology of creating it into something that becomes a shareable gif or gif as you said file. GIF GIF uh, it's a gif, I know. Um, <clears throat> I just We're
2: thought get I'd get it. <laughs> we'll I thought I'd your
1: Um but yeah so so from a personal perspective it's not something I would use. From a work perspective it might be a tool that I would invest in for that specific mm.
2: reason. Yeah, everything has its place, doesn't it? Well, I hope if nothing else, I hope if nothing, and maybe you have confused everybody else.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say I'm glad we've solved that one. Yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> this is I just I kind of hope that listeners have kind of got that all approaches are valid because we are all very different in the way we you know approach things, and um, I, you know, like there isn't a right and a wrong way of doing this, and there isn't a right and a wrong way of getting inspired either. Um, mm. you just need to find what works for you and um yeah i mean you know, i do think what i said is right about you know if you're just hoarding cameras just for the sake of them maybe mm, have a think mm, about mm, why mm. And, you know if you've got boxes and boxes of them just stacking up somewhere yeah, you know, maybe do look at getting those back out yeah uh, into your know, you know sell them make some money from them whatever you do but you know get them back out there if they are just languishing um, i don't have
1: any cameras that are the same no, said,
2: no like, I like i don't
1: have any duplicates i have no duplicate cameras
2: No, no, likewise. Which I Um, think is a
1: different, it's a different, slightly different thing, isn't it? Like if you're buying, you know, three or four of the same, same. Exact same camera or very similar kind of camera. I think again.
0: you may have a, a, a you may have a narrower, more granular classification system than I do. Rach. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> Listen,
2: I've got one. I'll be YouTube like, I've got i got, I got
0: thirty-five mil <laughs> medium oh, right, format. Yeah. Right, sure. yes, I'd say they're different formats.
1: Right? <laughs> yeah, but they're different formats, aren't they? Not not the same camera. Yeah. So, like, um, a my cheap shots challenge Franca camera is. I would say is different although it shoots medium format from my TLR yeah
2: yeah, exactly. They're very different. Listen, I mean, we shouldn't be turning on each other. We should all be turning on the classic <laughs> lenses yeah, podcast. no, I'm
1: not. I'm not, I'm not treating. <laughs> no, no,
2: the classic lenses podcast and those guys are clearly the problem because they are the ones that are actively both taking part in and encouraging <laughs> everybody to buy uh, just a million of almost identical lenses just because they <laughs> all give slightly, slightly different out of focus things. They're the problem. um So everybody should be turning on that's what should be happening simon carl and johnny are oh, definitely what's ruining the industry for everybody <laughs> <laughs> i say again. Uh, i was gonna say actually just getting back to your Bronica, just kind of finish it, i've got i'm just looking at um the uh shots i got from that they are beautiful because the one big advantage with the Bronica is it yeah it's got a thing there so i knew what film i was shooting in that so i never made the mistake of being what's in here i knew it was the velvia in that and oh they are lovely just like little windows beautiful little windows um you need to shoot some slide film through yours Aid. It's, yeah it's...
1: i loved seeing your bronica at the um uh christmas sunny 16 meet up our christmas day out that was
0: great yeah I, I it was good i enjoyed using it that day, definitely
2: yeah uh, before we get out of here i actually i just want to ask our listeners for something a favor as per usual um next week next wednesday in fact i probably ought to start preparing i have volunteered myself to give a talk for the camera club that i go to um the camera club is a small village camera club uh, they're all lovely people which is why i go uh, they are also all exclusively digital shooters and i'm going there to try and convince them that they're all wrong and they should all be shooting film or at least <laughs> making film part of their diet so is
1: this how you're getting rid of all your cameras graham
2: no <laughs> you're offloading
1: them out there
2: oh okay <laughs> quite, quite the opposite this is how i go but listen old people if you have got any old film cameras that need rehoming oh uh, dear
0: we go oh, dear.
2: <laughs> but no anyway that aside no that isn't the reason why but um what i would love if listeners but well, it is really <laughs> isn't it? i mean hey listen yeah. Yeah. if it happens as a side effect then these things but i'm sure it won't um but um if any listeners have a particular like reason like uh, uh, this is why I shoot film just a short pithy like uh, that I can share with them like oh this is some of the reasons that people get out and shoot film just drop us an email um drop us an email at sonny16podcast.com um because Soundbites. yeah little sound bites like because you know there's nothing wrong with shooting digital and I'm never going to stop them from shooting digital and I don't want them to, but I do think it's great to have a varied diet. And, um, and I just like, cause you know, and a lot of the people there have shot film in the past. You know, a lot of the people there have shot film and printed and done all that stuff. Cause of course they have, cause they're old and that's what that's they did. Why
0: they don't want to do it
2: anymore. Isn't it? <laughs> I, know. I know. So I need to convince them that they definitely should, so we can get more people <laughs> shooting film again. And I'm going to take some of my cameras with me. And if anybody wants to borrow them, any of them, when they're there and get, I can't, back out with them but i'm pretty um,
0: sure i know of a website that has a couple of articles called this is why i shoot film
2: (laughs) yeah but they're all long and have pictures and and anyway i'm sure our listeners are are, you know far more pithy and on point than anybody m's ever spoken to unless of course m's spoken to some of our listeners which he definitely has so including you rach but not you because you can't afford to write anything this is why i shoot (laughs) film uh because i get nagged too um Yes, yeah, so drop us an email if you have got any thoughts on that. I'm sure many of you have, um, but I would love to hear from that. But <laughs> before next Wednesday, if at all possible, thanks very much.
0: <laughs> it saves you doing the prep, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm mostly going to make it up as I go along anyway. So well, it'll it's be also fun.
1: Twitter, you know, so uh, that's, that's already quite a short amount of uh, letters and words that you can use.
2: Yeah, it's just hard to directly copy and paste into a slide. That's true, that's
1: true. Yes, email's best for you, right? So sunny 16 at gmail.com.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely.
0: Good point. Hey, Rach, you're closing the show.
1: No, that was just a little (laughs) throwaway comment. No, you you go for it, you go for it.
0: Oh, we didn't do any show notes this week, so I've got to try did and do it from memory.
2: From memory, uh, we're only at show one hundred and forty-one. You just haven't. Had hey, that, that I wasn't on all yet. of those shows. Uh, <laughs> all the good I've only ones done about one hundred and twenty of
0: them. That's oh, great. what are we going to
1: do? Are we going to are we going to have to like literally bring all of our cameras to one central point and have like some sort of mad s- swap? Well, maybe not this even a swap. Happening
0: in it? about two weeks' time.
1: Yeah. Why well, did do you this, donate
0: well, them all to the Disabled Photography Society? Well,
1: I'd need to go through them for, first before I got to that point, and that would only give me a few days. So I don't think that's going to happen this year.
2: Yeah, is <sighs> yeah. a, a, a fantastic thing, but uh, I do love my babies, my, my film <laughs> babies so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's a reason why your podcasting studio is in the garage, isn't there? <laughs>
2: yes, yes, there is. <laughs> <laughs> surrounded oh, by well, my real family at least you
0: know your place
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay all right let's call it quiz there because i think we have thoroughly solved this uh particular conversation i think no nobody will be in um in any doubt that's listened to this show what the right answer is
2: <laughs> <laughs> to whatever the question was <laughs> <laughs>
0: so uh, do you know what let's close the show then okay right Uh, there's a few things I need to mention here isn't there first of all you can get in touch with us on the internet Uh, Rach has just mentioned our email address please email Graham because he needs your content otherwise he'll have to create some himself Um, and you can get in touch with him at sunny16podcast at gmail.com you can catch the show at sunny16podcast.com or anywhere uh, that you subscribe to podcasts and uh you can get in touch with us on social media as well sunny 16 podcast right okay there's the first bit second bit if you have enjoyed the show and if you're continuing to enjoy the show and you uh are feeling especially generous uh please feel free to go over to coffee.com slash sunny 16 podcast uh, where you could buy us all a cup of coffee um many thanks as always to those who do
1: i sorry i was gonna say i promise that doesn't go towards uh graham and my camera problem just so you know <laughs>
0: No, no, um, would would that it could? Would that it could, but we have controls in place to make sure that it goes uh, towards producing content. (laughs) And Mm. I'm the control. (laughs) (laughs) I will not let you spend all of that money that our listeners so generously give us on cameras. We need to spend developing further content.
2: (laughs) I I have to, I'm I'm quite excited because. um, it's been a month now i can't believe it's been a month already that we've been doing this it's been amazing um and so we're starting to see some of the people who have, the fantastic people who have made recurring donations are, are sort of cycling back through again and i was thinking, well how do we handle this and um i have i have decided uh, that what we're going to do on backing paper is um every month <laughs> there's going to be a new fact about each recurring donor And I use use facts in the biggest possible lie sense of the word. So look (laughs) forward to learning some facts about yourself you may never have known on the backing (laughs) paper if you're a recurring donor.
1: If that's not a reason to not do it, I don't know what is.
2: (laughs) It'll be great. It'll amuse me if no one else
1: sorry age we completely interrupted
2: that
0: carry on no no no. it's all right it's give me an opportunity to gather my thoughts and remember what the next bit is to close the show so it's okay <laughs> um so uh, as always we will play you out uh, with music from rocha Rach's band um and you can get their album promises i should have kept on spotify amazon itunes anywhere else Rach, all of those, those all all of those any any new releases coming soon
1: no i'm afraid not it's uh it's been uh, quite a hiatus shall we say um no new releases coming but uh yeah, yeah. i i really miss playing with the band actually so uh maybe at some point we'll um have to do some sort of photography band i don't know mashup or something jam
0: have yeah a jam. yeah have a that'd dinner. be cool I like that like that idea a lot okay all right in which case then folks um as always it has been an honor and a privilege to speak with you this week uh we will speak to you again next week goodbye
2: bye